This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Nintendork. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. Episode 161 of Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Get a free book and directly support the stream by checking out Audible. They have thousands of books from every genre. You're definitely going to find something that you're like. Uh, just head on over to runjumpstomp.audible. That's not right. Runjumpstomp.com slash audible and get your free book today. And thank you very much, Vaxer, for your six months of subscribing. You are awesome. Thank you, sir. Switchcraft is recorded live three times a week on Tuesday and Thursday at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Make sure that you tune in live by heading on over to twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Today, these people tuned in live. We've got Kodiak Moonwolf, uh, Benji Kong, uh, Doyle's Bane, Aerslia, I am Cool C, Join Jess, Kimbalina66, Marquito, Mikey B. Playing, Pudding, Squanto, Super 80s, T.F. Wagner. You guys are awesome. Thank you for hanging out with me while I record the show. If you are looking for ways to get a hold of me, well, first off, you can join the live show and come and hang out with us. Uh, again, that's Run, Jump, Stomp. No, it's not. It's twitch.tv slash run, jump, stomp. My brain is not working today. Uh, you can also join our Discord by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash Discord and join in the conversation over there. Uh, on top of that, you can send me an email, uh, runjumpstomp at gmail.com, and you can tweet at me at runjumpstomp on Twitter. Uh, thank you very much for all of the feedback that you guys give and all the support that I've gotten from you guys uh, over the past year. I really appreciate it. Let's jump right into the big news today. Oh, no, Mario. We've got to do something. I got it. You help us find Donkey Kong, and we'll help you find Herman. Well, the big news, a lot of people are a little let down by the big news, but the big news today is uh, that Nintendo had a Nindies event, their spring event, where they're showing off the games that we should expect to see uh, this year on the Nintendo Switch from independent developers. And let's first off, I want to talk about the games that we didn't see, the games I expected to see or hoped to see, but we didn't hear anything about. Uh, number one on that list is probably Wargroove. Wargroove is a game that is is very, seems like a medieval version of, and the name of that game, um, Advanced Wars, a medieval version of Advanced Wars. It looks super, super good. It, um, I believe the uh, publisher is Chucklefish, uh, and I don't remember who the devs are off the top of my head, but that game looks really good, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we've they were featured in previous Nindies, um, Nindie showcases, but not this one. I was a little sad about that. Uh, I was also expecting that we would hear something from Shovel Knight, uh, whatever the new DLC for Shovel Knight is called. I can't remember. Uh, maybe a release date because I know that they said spring 2018. 
but we didn't hear anything about that. And uh, another game that I was really hoping that we would hear about is uh, Pocket Rumble, which is this really cool 2D fighting game where you can... uh, it has smash like controls although not smash like where you knock people off the the uh the platforms uh, but it looks like a really really fun game and they said that it was come out going to come out for the Nintendo Switch last spring and we really haven't heard much from them since so a lot of people are disappointed about the game it is that they are looking forward to not being mentioned today. But we did get some games mentioned today, and some of them look pretty cool. So let's actually take a look at a few of the games that they mentioned. All right. Uh, I'm just looking at uh, Nintendo's press page, uh, and it says here, the first one that they list is Mark of the Ninja remastered from Klei Entertainment. I don't know how to say that. Um, This was originally released in 2012, so it is a port, uh, but it is a high-definition remaster, actually. Uh, And it's this stealth action game. It comes out this fall, and when I first saw it, I thought, oh, man, is um, is this a new Ninja Gaiden game? Because that's really what it reminded me of. Uh, but they've got these really cool 2D levels, and um, you know the, the the character seems to have a lot of um, moves available to them, which I I really like. And I think Mark of the Ninja looked really neat. They also showed how you can go from like an 8-bit style to like a a, a higher res style, um, and the higher res style looks really really good. But the older style really tugs at those nostalgia strings, uh, even though it's a 2012 game. So this is definitely one that I was pretty interested in seeing. Uh, The next game on the list is Banner Saga 3 uh, from Versus Evil. Uh, This is a... I played Banner Saga on Steam, and it is a game where it's like a top-down... Uh, turn-based strategy game where you move characters into squares and you can fight against other players. And I've had a lot of fun back in the day, like when that game first came out, uh, playing that game. And I really enjoyed it. Um, I never played Banner Saga 2, and I don't really have an excuse for it, but I'm looking forward to playing Banner Saga 3 on the Switch. Um, It seems like a game that is perfect for taking on the go, taking a controller off, handing it to somebody and saying, all right, I'm going to challenge you to a fight right now. Uh, It looks really cool. Um, They've kind of made some weird choices, though. Uh, Banner Saga 3 comes out in summer, and then the original two games are also coming to the Nintendo Switch, but I think that those are going to be coming out after Banner Saga 3. So I'm a little confused as to why they would do it in that order, especially because uh, player progress and choices from the first two games will carry over into Banner Saga 3. Now, maybe I misunderstood something in the direct. I had to watch it like really fast because it happened while I was at work. And then I had to come home and set up the podcast and get ready to start uh, talking about this stuff. So I kind of scrubbed through stuff real fast uh, just because I have so much to do today. Uh, But if it comes out with three coming out before the first two are ported, then that's kind of weird. I'm hoping at least that it comes out the day and date where one, two and three are all released on the same day. 
So if you want to buy the trilogy, you can sit down and start playing in in uh, the first game, work your way up to the second game, and then work your way up to the third game. I think that would definitely be uh, the best way to do it. Putting in chat says uh, one and two is coming soon, but we don't have a date for that. So, I mean, if you're already finished with three when one and two come out, then it's kind of weird. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, no, no real news on that yet. Um, the next game, I think that a lot of people, well, at least I expected a lot of people to be excited about. I'm not excited about it, but I think a lot of people are excited that Lumens Remastered or Lumines, I don't know how to say it, um, is coming to the Switch. And if you don't know what this is, it's this weird, uh, almost like I, th- I've never played a Lumines game, but I've heard that they are like uh, a puzzle game mixed with an action game mixed with almost like like a rhythm game i I think uh i don't know much about luminous but a lot of people really really loved that game when it came out i think the first one if I, i i could be wrong about this but i'm fairly certain that the first one was a playstation exclusive i'm not sure uh benji kong is correcting me wasn't that the messenger where you can switch to 16 bit you know what benji i think you might be right uh so i was talking about uh mark of the ninja and now i'm confused as to which one was which so i'm sorry i should have prepared a little bit better i guess um uh, Luminous, I'm not excited for, but I bet you there's a lot of people that are really, really excited for those games. Um, let's see. Let me scroll up real quick. Banner Saga 3 is coming this summer. Banner Saga 1 and 2 coming soon. Okay, so I'm going to assume that they're doing this in the right order, and it just seemed weird the way that I was watching it. But then again, I was fast-forwarding through stuff to try and get this stuff done so I could get the podcast up on time. All right, moving on. Uh, Reigns, King and Queens. This is a game that I've seen before. I haven't played it myself, but I've seen before on the um, on the phone where you basically you have all of these people who are trying to make requests of the king or the queen. Um, you know, maybe you have to, you know, do something for this person. And if you swipe left or you swipe right, you are imposing your will upon the kingdom. Uh, The Nintendo Switch version of the game launches this spring and has a an exclusive local co-op multiplayer mode, which is really a weird way. Like, I'm kind of curious as to how that's going to work. Like, what if one person wants to take the quest and the other person doesn't? And the only the only thing that I can think of as to how that would work is um, there's this CRPG, uh, like a classic CRPG style game. Um, oh man, it's it, it's on it's on Steam, and it recently had a sequel that came out, and I'm 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 hoping that somebody in chat can think of it, but. You play like these witch hunters or something, uh, and it's a turn-based, top-down, uh, classic RPG where you are hunting these people who are, you know, they have like their magic powers or something, and um, I think it starts with a D. God, I, I wish I could remember the game, uh, but the way that the game works is you have these characters in your party and if they disagree on what you should do they basically play rock paper scissors to decide 
who wins the argument. And it's a it's a game that you can also play multiplayer over the internet or multiplayer uh, like sitting on your console or at your computer. And um, when you like if if I pick one thing and my like, my, let's say my wife is playing with me and she picks another choice, we rock, paper, scissors over whose choice gets picked when we're in a dialogue with an NPC. I, chat isn't able to figure out the game because I've described it in a terrible way. Um, I really can't remember what it's called, but it's supposed to be really good. It's like high fantasy kind of game. Uh, that's a game that I'd like to see come to the Switch as well. I just wish I could remember its name. All right. Uh, the next game is described as a musical bullet hell game. It's called Just Shapes and Beats. Looks cool. Uh, the one thing that I really like about it is the soundtrack is made of... Uh, chiptune artists, which I really, really like chiptune artists. I like, I like chiptunes a lot. That's something that I listen to quite often. And, uh, that's one reason why I would check this game out, but I'm, I'm not super interested in the gameplay itself. Uh, Vaxxer figured out it was Divinity. Uh, so what's the full title of that Vaxxer, the Divinity game? I can't remember. Um, Divinity's Reach? That's not it. It's Divinity something. Isn't Divinity's Reach is something in Guild Wars 2, I think. Um, oh my gosh. That's it. Divinity Original Sin. All right, I'll edit out that that long silence there for a second. Yeah, Divinity Original Sin had this cool uh, thing where you could play rock, paper, scissors between your characters to see uh, who gets to impose their will. Uh, and, and, and that's something that I would like to see in uh, this this reigns king and queens all right moving on the messenger the messenger is the game where you can switch between 8 and 16 bit uh styles which you know to be fair the messenger and the ninja game look really really similar uh to me anyway uh this allows players to transform the game from an 8-bit platformer into a gloriously rendered 16-bit time traveling adventure players will find upgrades new abilities hidden levels and great speed running opportunity as they're journeyed through a cursed land the messenger launches on nintendo switch this summer i thought that game looked kind of cool i wasn't super excited about it but there wasn't a lot in this in this uh not direct uh, showcase that I was super excited about. Now, Fantasy Strike, uh, I thought that that looks really good. It's it's this fighting game that uh, has easy to perform special moves, and this is something that I really really like. I like fantasy uh, fighting games where uh, the game design is all around the distance between the player, the timing, and not getting uh really really detailed quarter circle down and then up or whatever you know the crazy combos that are like in uh, art art of fighting or street fighter 2 or mortal Kombat, where you have these very difficult button combinations in order to get your moves to go off i don't really like that i like to have more simple button combinations but you can still have very deep gameplay with that and fantasy strike uh, looks like it's going to have that it will have local and online multiplayer modes uh, it does say additional accessories require oh okay yeah don't worry about that uh, and i believe that they said that uh, you can take a, a joy con off and play with one joy con to play this game so that's really good I, I i think that the switch is uniquely in a unique position to really have 
an excellent um, fighting game system if the fighting games are designed in a way where you can take a Joy-Con off and then just sit there wherever you are and, you know, do your fight right then where one person has one Joy-Con, one person has the other, and it, it there's a lot of fun to be had there. Um, I think that Fantasy Strike is going to be something I will probably pick up, and, and it looked gorgeous, too. It was really impressive the way it looked. Um, this has to be the weirdest game. Well, actually... There's a tie between two of the weirdest games here, and the Pool Panic is one of them. You play as a cue ball, and you have to uh, solve this weird game of pool where you are traveling the world, and the whole world is your pool table. So bananas. And then the other game that I think is tied for the weirdest game is Bomb Chicken, <laughs> which actually looks pretty fun. You play, there's this chicken, uh, this big fat chicken that lays bombs and uh, like you can stack them up and try and solve puzzles that way. I thought that bomb chicken looked like a lot of fun. Uh, let's go through the rest of these really quick. Um, Bad North, Pode, and Garage. I'm not really interested in any of those at all. I thought Lightfall looked really interesting. The way that, uh, the, the way that the platforming, uh, allows players to uh, place their own platform as they're jumping. I thought that looked really neat. I don't know how that actually works as to, like, do you just push a button and a platform is already underneath the character, or is it like a touchscreen kind of thing? I hope there's no touchscreen uh, in it. Uh, but Lightfall, I thought, looked really, really cool. Uh, and then West of Loathing, they called it an asymmetric. Oh no, asymmetric is the name of the company that makes it. Okay, I'm, I'm I was confused by that. It's this really, um, it's a comedy game uh, where you play as a stick figure, and it looks really great. I love it when somebody when when companies go, uh, let's have a really unique. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? A unique art style for our game. And West of Lo Loathing looks like something that somebody you know, somebody who can draw with my ability, which is not great, uh, on some graph paper. Uh, I think that, that West of Loathing looks really, really good. It's got uh, turn-based combat, which I'm a fan of. And uh, I'm, I'm always up for a good game that is uh, designed to try and make you laugh. Um, Doyle's Bane said, I thought Chicken Wiggle must have passed its goal for the port. Uh, oh, yeah, you know what? How come we didn't see chicken wiggle like that's interesting because uh that developer achu achu atui atui i can't remember the name of the developer uh the, the guy's first name is jules um he has been a really really good supporter of the nintendo switch uh as well as the 3ds and uh, i'm pretty sure that chicken wiggle uh passed its kickstarter goal so i'm i i'm I think that we will see it, although that's probably why we didn't hear anything about it, because the Kickstarter just happened. Well, anyway, I'm curious as to all of these games, which game are you most excited about and which game are you least excited about? Let me know or email me runjumpstomp at gmail.com. I'll tell you what I am excited about, and that is the flashback 25th anniversary. Uh, it, ap it apparently is coming out on June 2018. Uh, and if you don't know what flashback is, I think I've talked about it on the show before, but 
Uh, Flashback is this game where you play like a scientist who gets zapped into some other world. Boy, it reminds me a lot of... um, Oh my god, what is that game that's... I can't remember the name of anything today. Uh, It's on Steam. It's also Axiom Verge. There we go. Uh, Like Axiom Verge, uh, the same story, but it's a very different kind of game. Whereas Axiom Verge is a Metroidvania... Uh, like an action game uh, platformer with, with shooting and stuff like that. Um, this is, Flashback is really more of a puzzle game. Can you figure out like how to get the key to the cage to get this one guy out? Or uh, can you figure out how to push this uh, down the ramp in order to get the door open? Or you got to dodge past the monster at just the right time. It's not a, It's not an action game. It's really more of a puzzle game. But there's been seldom have I seen a game that has better art direction than Flashback. And if you don't know what Flashback is, this game came out 25 years ago. It looks gorgeous. Even the original game looks awesome because they had such a cool art style and they rotoscoped all of the animations where they actually filmed somebody running and then they traced all of the um like the action of the guy running each frame in order to get it to look the right way. And it's just really, really cool. And it's definitely something that I want to pick up, but we don't have an official release date, but uh, Amazon Germany is saying June 2018. So, you know, hopefully that's right. I'm looking forward to it. I probably won't pick it up on day one, but maybe I will. It depends on what else is out right then. Okay, I'm going to have to go fast because I have so many things to talk about and I want to keep the show as short as I can. Um, Capcom is with, they're bringing out Street Fighter uh, 30th anniversary for the Nintendo Switch and, of course, other platforms. But the Switch is getting some exclusive content. It's called Tournament Battle. And if you don't know what it is, there was this um, back in the day, uh, arcades could have four. This is crazy. You could you could have four Street Fighter machines all right next to each other, and they would be linked together, and they would allow you to have uh, tournaments where you would have two players each on a, a cabinet, each or I'm sorry, two players per cabinet, so eight players total, uh, and you would fight, and then the the machines would communicate to each other, and after the fight was over, it would say, okay, uh, if you were here, go to this machine and be over there now okay and it would automatically take care of the bracket for you so you could have like this tournament to figure out who's going to win or who won the tournament uh which is kind of cool now why is this only for um nintendo switch well because it's really the only system where you can have four of them I, I i guess that's not true i guess you could cart four ps4s or four xbox ones uh, next to it, uh, next to each other, if you wanted to, like old land party style, but it's kind of a hassle. Whereas with the Switch, it's not a hassle at all. With the Switch, it's easy. You just set up four Switches next to each other and uh, you have your tournament. And it's it's kind of cool that it's there, but is it really important? I know that there's going to be some people out there who don't have a Switch who are a little irritated that they're not getting this content, but this content really doesn't make sense if you don't have a portable system or if you don't always have these systems next to each other. Uh, <laughs> Super 80s uh, in chat says cost is $47 in quarters. Yeah, 
<laughs> you have to you have to pay in quarters. That's how it works. All right, two quick stories from the Discord. Pudding in uh, the Discord had uh, sent to our Switchcraft Links channel that the Minecraft Better Together update is not finished. Uh, I previously reported that it was all done and they were just waiting for approval, but that's because I got my information from somebody else and they were wrong. And so I'm sorry about that. Uh, do a little correction there. Um, we were, there's the, the, if you watch the link in the show notes, it takes you to a Twitch clip where they specifically say, no, we are still working on it. It's not done. There's a lot of work to do. So that's, uh, if you are really looking forward to the better together update for Minecraft, then there's a little bit of disappointment for you. Here's something that's not disappointing. The casual cleric dropped this in our Switchcraft links channel. Uh, and it, that is Rocket League has a new event going on. It's called Spring Fever, where you can earn flowers. Um, I didn't even realize that it was like I was playing Rocket League last night and I was getting like flowers and stuff. I was like, what is this stuff for? And then I saw Casual Cleric posted this um, this afternoon and I was like, oh, well, there you go. So uh, if you have done in any of the previous um, or participated in any of the previous uh, events in Rocket League. Basically, you earn these uh, currencies, which then you can use to buy customization options for your car in the game. None of it affects the gameplay, which is the exact right way to do uh, loot boxes and DLC and things like that. Uh, so uh, that started on March 19th, and uh, make sure you check it out. And if you haven't picked up Rocket League yet, Rocket League is awesome, and uh, you're going to enjoy it if you pick it up, guaranteed. I don't care about sports. I don't care about driving games except for Mario Kart, so I was really surprised when I found out how much I loved Rocket League. Kodiak Moonwolf dropped a story in the Switchcraft Links uh, channel, and that is that Sonic Mania Plus DLC, or well, I'm sorry, Sonic Mania Plus is going to be priced at $30, which we already knew. Uh, we the people who already have picked up Sonic Mania, the non-plus version, we paid $20 for it. And the DLC, which is included in the plus version, costs 10 So you will be paying exactly the same even if you bought it before or if you are waiting until the plus version comes out. The only difference is with the plus version, you're going to end up getting some cool physical goodies that I think a lot of people really like. Um, but then again, if you bought the collector's edition, that came with like uh, Sonic the Hedgehog standing on like a 12 inch Sonic the Hedgehog standing on a Sega Genesis. And when you pushed the button, it said like the Sega sound, I think. So, you know, there's some people who have like, awesome stuff that they bought before and there's some people who are going to get awesome stuff now and if you're like me you really don't care and you bought it digitally anyway and uh this is a definitely a game that i'll pick up the dlc for even though i haven't finished the original uh i really enjoyed sonic mania and uh i want more of that so i'm going to support them all right, everybody, the show is going to get long if I don't wrap the rest of this stuff up. So I'm going to take all of the rest of the stories and do them in a lightning round. So number one, there is an interview with Famitsu. Uh, they talked to uh, Mr. Y Yabuki, 
He is the producer of ARMS, which is one of my favorite fighting games, and it's a really, really great game on the Nintendo Switch. If you haven't picked it up, I highly recommend it, even though it kind of gets a bad rap. Um, he talked all about like uh, updates to the game, including how Springatron was this unexpected addition to the roster. He talks about the lore of the game, uh, how Nintendo want it, wants to do esports their own way, and what else is coming down the road for ARMS, the new IP. Uh, so make sure you check out that, that uh, article. It's a link in the show notes. Uh, secondly, Valkyrie Chronicles 4 is going to have a season pass. This is going to cover four different DLCs. Uh, the the uh, season pass will cost four thousand yen. I don't know what that is in dollars, so I'm sure that'll they'll translate that over. Uh, but what that means is that if you buy the season pass, you will be getting each of the four DLC at a cheaper price than you would if you buy them individually. Um, they include. Um, let's see. The first one comes out on March 29th in Japan, then in April 5th, then April 12th, and then finally April 19th. So, wow, those are really, really close together for the DLCs. That's surprising. Now, I'm pretty sure that Valkyria Chronicles 4 is not coming to the US until much later in the year. So these DLCs, I wonder if we will have like uh, I'm sure that I, I, I'm sure that when it comes over, it's not going to include those DLCs. Uh, they'll have to be separately localized and, uh, we'll have to wait for them. So those dates are just for Japan and, uh, we'll see what happens in the U S when it comes over. Um, I already talked about Minecraft. I, I guess I did that in the wrong spot. And then this really looks bad. If you haven't if, if, if you never click on links in the show notes, make sure that you click on this one. This one looks terrible. Uh, Nintendo Labo has this ripoff where basically they are building an arcade out of cardboard for you to try and play an arcade game on. And that looks really, really bad. And I can't imagine trying to play in a, a game with two hands... Uh, where you're holding on to the joystick with your fingers, not just moving it around with your thumb and pushing the buttons on the Joy-Cons with your other hand, with your fingers, like you would at an arcade. If you're watching the video, I'm gesturing to the arcade cabinet that I have behind me. Uh, just imagine that, that, that those controls back there on a traditional arcade are shrunk down to the size of a Joy-Con. And that's the cardboard thing that they're talking about. It looks terrible. I can't imagine that anybody would want this, but... I've been wrong before, so we'll see. And then finally, the last show, or last show, the last topic that I want to talk about is uh, there is an upcoming sale on Nintendo's UK eShop. It says save on over 140 games on the Nintendo Switch, Nintendo 3DS, and Wii U in our Spring Into Action eShop sale starting on the 22nd of March. So we are waiting to find out if that's going to come to other regions. I hope that it does, but who knows? Uh, Squanto in chat says, hoping Pinball FX3 folks do something like this. I actually saw something on Twitter where somebody had tweeted at the guys at um, at, at um, Zen Studios and they had said, yes, make it happen. And it was this cool thing where uh, you could put the 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 uh, tablet in the pinball machine and then if you hit 
button, like cardboard buttons on the side, the Joy-Cons would register that as pinball motions, which sounds cool, but, um, you know, I don't want cardboard in my house. (laughs) I really don't. We have enough cardboard because we have Amazon Prime and uh, we order a lot of stuff from Amazon that most people would go to the store for. And so there's constantly cardboard in the house and I'm always looking at like, what the hell do I do with all this? I don't want more cardboard in my house. That's why I'm not interested in Nintendo Labo is because it's just messy. That's my whole reason against it is not because I think it's a bad idea. It's just messy and I don't want the mess in my house. Uh, But that's just me. That wasn't so bad. Real quick before I wrap up the show, I want to talk about uh, Saturday's episode of Switchcraft. Uh, I am going out of town for a conference. I will be leaving Thursday right after I record the show. So I will record the show, edit it, throw my stuff in a bag and hop in a car. And then I got to drive for like five hours. Um, and then, uh, all day Friday, I'll be at a conference, uh, all day at Saturday, I'll be presenting at a different conference. And then, uh, then I'll come home after that. So I am trying to figure out what it is I'm going to do for Saturday's episode. I'm, I, I, I have said since the beginning of um, probably since episode 10 of uh, Switchcraft that my goal was to have three episodes a week for you guys. And I'm, I'm racking my brain trying to come up with what it is that I can do. Yes, I can record it ahead of time. But I'm trying to figure out what is it that I'm going to talk about. So uh, Saturday's episode is not going to have news in it. Whatever I end up doing, Saturday won't have news. It'll be a different kind of episode, something that we don't usually do. And I don't know what yet, but I'm going to try and figure something out so that I can record it tomorrow. Uh, That way, um, on Thursday, when I get out of here, um, I I don't have to worry about uh, what I'm going to do. Uh, for Saturday's episode because I don't want to have to work all day at this conference and then drive home after five hour drive and then record an episode and edit an episode that's that makes for a really really long day Uh, shameless plug if you if if I am able to record something tomorrow uh, for the podcast on Saturday I will post it for patrons early so you guys can listen to it ahead of time if you want Uh, and uh, in order to get in on the patreon it's just a buck just a buck all right. So if if uh, you're looking to get a hold of me, let me know what of the um, Nindy's showcase was your favorite part. Uh, make sure that you do so at one of the ways that I mentioned at the top of the show. If you are looking to support my content, uh, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. All the links there help me create more content. Some of them cost money. Some of them are free. Uh, But the best way is to share the show with a friend or to review the show. Since I stopped reading the actual reviews on the show, people have stopped reviewing the show. And while I understand why how having me read your your review on the show is a motivating factor for some people and having them review it. Um, I think it was making the shows needlessly long, but I can guarantee that I read every single review, good and bad. Um, I just don't read them on the show anymore. Uh, just to, just to try and lean, make the skinny, the show down and make it a little bit leaner. All right. I've talked for long enough. I will talk to you guys more on Thursday. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you.